0: And it's Jay Stane. Welcome back to In Retrospect Podcast, where we look beyond the surface to find understanding. Bring you laughs, knowledge, and culture. So sit back, relax, and join the combo.
1: Yeah, today we are joined by the Fred Malik, my brother in arms from the greatest (laughs) fraternity ever created. Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity (laughs) Incorporated. One of the coldest brothers around. One of the strongest brothers around. Don't make him mad. He will knock you down. And he is also an entrepreneur. He has several things going on, but most importantly, we brought him in today because of him being a first responder, specifically a cop. It's okay. We're safe. We feel fine. We're here with Fred. Everybody, let's give Fred a round of applause.
2: I appreciate that. That's actually a great intro, honestly. The
0: reason why we brought Fred on is because uh, since the pandemic, we've seen like an influx of police-related deaths um, as it pertains to the Black community. And uh, that in conjunction with the mass shootings that have been happening and them having to respond to that in the midst of a pandemic. And then on top of all of that, you are black. (laughs) So it's like, it's a lot of different roles happening at once. And so it just, it felt like it would be interesting to get your perspective because I think on one side you have people who are like F-12 and then on the other side, you're like, oh, cops are not bad cops. So just to just deal with the voices. So (laughs) you have these opposing views and then you have people who just don't care. Right. Um, but One rumor that comes up a lot, especially with the whole police brutality thing, is why don't they just shoot the person in the leg or the arm? Um, Why is it that they hunt them down, pretty much? So the rumor is that you guys are trained with military staff or with military tactics. And so that's why you guys shoot to kill versus the harm. Is that true?
2: So you're trained to shoot to eliminate the threat, whether that be you're trying to shoot center mass. So in the midst of an a situation going on, you could be aiming center mass and you could miss every shot that you take, you could hit them arm leg or chest wherever. Um, it depends on the person the situation. Honestly, um, there have been people that have been military experience that have got into gun exchanges with people and they miss shots, but you know, overseas, different situation. But you're trained to eliminate the threat. So, you know, that's that's really the way to put. It. I can't say that like, you know, shooting them in the leg would be better because there's been studies that show there are a lot of arteries and stuff that's in the leg. So shooting somebody in the leg, you can bleed out a lot faster than other things. So it's 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 it varies. But um you also like don't want to protect and serve Fred protect and serve <laughs> I mean that is true but like I said like you you gotta also think about it like if you if you can shoot somebody in the arm like for precision that means you have a lot of things that are working for you that you can sit there and focus on and if somebody's like actively aggressing and doing something the odds of you hitting them like in an arm or something to be like oh somebody's doing something I need to stop that's probably not going to happen So, I mean, that's where the center mass comes in. It's a bigger target and it gives you, you know, the greater possibility of stopping whatever is going on.
0: So does it matter if the person is unarmed and running away? Are they still considered a threat?
2: So if you are unarmed and running away, you are not a threat. If you are armed and you are running towards possibly more victims, like say if you have an active shooter and they are running away from you into a mall, if they've been shooting at some people, odds are they're probably going to go in the mall and keep you know, aggressively, actively aggressing against other people. So in that type of situation, you'd be justified in shooting them if they're running away. But if somebody's unarmed, running away from you, that's just not going to go well. Mostly. Okay
1: then, so, so Fred, why are most mass shooters, would you say, in your honest opinion, why are most mass shooters typically taken in unarmed then?
2: Those guys, they're stupid, but smart they know that if i come out with my hands up and they're empty there's like you know lethal force isn't justified so a lot of times they they already have in their mind how they want to go out whether they want to go out in a blaze of glory which is getting into a gunfight with law enforcement saying that hey you know i came in i did this and i was able to you know take on the law too and however that ends is however it ends or if they say hey you know what i'm not going to give them the opportunity to possibly kill me i'm going to you know take the coward way out and i'm going to you know shoot myself in the head because i mean only a coward would go kill other people then you know kill themselves or they say hey you know what i'm just not going to let that play out and i'm just going to come out you know unarmed and just you know go to jail that way i get to you know hear the things that are said about me kind of see like that whole i guess manifestation of whatever they plan to do kind of keep Exfolding.
0: i guess it's hard for people to receive that I, I definitely understand what you're saying but i think it's hard for people to receive that because on the flip side of that you see the george floyds right and you see the uh, i think his name was michael sterling not michael sterling michael uh i forgot his last name but the one in new york where he was selling like the blue cigarettes yeah. and those people who are not armed and yet they're taken down as if they were comparing the two it's kind of like well the only difference was their color so was their weapon their blackness you know what i mean it, that's why i think it's sometimes it's hard to receive that what were you about to say justin
2: uh,
0: no. oh go ahead oh
2: go ahead. just with um with some of those situations like i said i wasn't there and i've only gotten kind of like some of the same information that other people have with like some of the situations but um with the guy that was selling the cigarettes to my knowledge and i'm not you know taking a stance on either way i'm just saying like just kind of just like, I guess, third party in this, but um, like when they were encountering him at some point or another, one of the officers that was on scene said that, you know, there was a gun or they saw a gun. And when mm-hmm. he was shot after, you know, they were going to render aid and make sure that scene seems secure, they did not locate a gun. So there were two officers on scene. If one officer is saying, gun, 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 you know, if I'm telling Justin, hey, he's got a gun, Justin's gonna take my word for, Hey, he's got a gun so if he starts shooting it's like oh shoot you know like he's got a gun there and then afterwards if i'm not mistaken you can hear on the video they're kind of talking they're like you know hey where's the gun at so
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know it's it's information you know getting the right information out that solves a lot of stuff and that can prevent a lot of stuff but just for that situation um that, yeah yeah that was
1: yeah i also will say this too though when you get into these situations uh, that uh these are high like high risk situations and a lot of the issues that are in my opinion that are causing uh, most of these cops i'm not going to say all cuz we are the the bad ones are always highlighted is that there's usually a record of bad behavior over a period of time that is ignored and usually if you have enough inc- incidents or instances where you have a track record of bad behavior why are you not being psychiatrically evaluated for leave saying that you need help like why not
2: honestly like that comes down to the department and the chain of command because like you said I mean a lot of stuff can be documented it depends on how it's documented and how they follow up with it I mean some things they might say like their internal affairs department might say like hey you know like hey they got a verbal recommend for this you know or this situation was unfounded the complainant you know that person the complainant has like a history of kind of like things and like nothing was ever founded like it it can all vary but it it comes down to the department you know i mean all law enforcement agencies are hurting for officers they want more people is that an excuse to keep some people absolutely not like you want the best people that you can to be able to do the best so that way you aren't having these situations come up where, you know, once something happens, they're going to start digging and they're going to start finding stuff. And now you see, hey, this person had X, Y, and Z. Why were they still out there doing this when you know y'all didn't pay attention to it, you know, the first however many times, but you still decided to, you know, do this. So
1: Right. I mean, we live in the United States of America, of course, where mm-hmm. most of the employees' number one issue is they suffer from burnout, no matter what profession you're in you're suffering from some form of burnout and it's it's even worse because when you have first responders specifically cops or the people that are supposed to be policing enforcing the law of course they're working more than likely 12-hour shifts the folks that are out in the field or better sometimes they work over depending on if an incident takes place then their 12-hour shift could potentially turn into a 16-hour shift so all of a sudden now what it's it's just it's a very interesting, like a very interesting way of things for, for stuff to be going on like that. Like I'm not making any excuses for anybody, but at the same time, it's just that people's minds can't function. You're working 16 hours straight. You're not gonna make the best decisions that you should working 16 hours straight.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, for our department, our cutoff is 16 hours. We work 10 hour shifts, our cutoff is 16. See? But I mean, even still with that, it's like if I work a 16 hour day, I think I have to have at least eight hours off in between that I can come back. But still, I mean a 16 hour day is long. Like if you come back and you have to work another 10 hours after that, like that's that's a lot. You're not, like yeah, you're like, not
1: gonna make the best decisions.
2: <laughs> so I mean it's you know, it comes down to, you know, people knowing themselves too and also like the department having different things in place so that way they can. You know, try to you know at least say hey we got a system in place so that way we're not trying to burn you out like it does happen where you do work long hours but it's like hey if you know that you're tired you know that you're on edge it's like you got to know when to tap out yourself as well like know that hey like you know what i'm just not feeling it today i might need to go home i might need to just let somebody else handle this call you know like there's nothing wrong with that like comes down to talking to the people on your squad too like you just let them know like hey i have a bad history with this person i don't feel like talking with them today because you know last time they cursed me out pretty good or whatever it may be like you know just let them know like hey like you know somebody else handled this i mean it could even be a sergeant right. or somebody, hey i'll go I, for the
0: so even going even further with that point um i feel like cops are similar to teachers and that you guys do a lot but you're underpaid and one of those things that you guys are and i could be wrong it could be based on departments but oh the one no thing, baby
1: um, they underpaid. They underpaid. No, no,
0: no, no, no. no. I'm not talking about <laughs> salary. I'm talking about what I'm about to say. So okay, I think cool. you guys are required to go into situations that, um, like dealing with people who have se- or severe mental illnesses, right? And you're expected Ooh. to de-escalate them. Now, there are some departments who have social workers or who have mental health practitioners. And I think that's needed because what you just said, you're working 16 hours. You're not really sleeping. Y'all have to kind of eat when you can (laughs) during your shift, as far as when I, you know, was interning there. And so it's like you have all these things going on, and then you're going into a a very intense situation, and you're expected to de-escalate it, which I do think that you guys should be able to, but I think it would help to have that extra assistance. But a lot of times y'all don't.
1: Right. And then
0: you pair that with someone who's frustrated and you have weapons.
1: But then you also got to be careful, too, though, because if you really think about it, for instance, if they go into a hostile situation where folks are arguing, per se, and they're trying to de-escalate, it can easily turn into that argument that two folks were having being directed towards the cop or the person on the scene. And then from there, stuff could escalate, even though they're trying to de-escalate, and it could turn into a whole, you know what I'm saying, now, now the cop is in survival mode and these people are on the attack it could always be that but what we're seeing most of the time in the media is that the cop is on the attack and the people are usually the ones that are being hunted down
2: yeah. so why kinda, is that though like the first part just <laughs> before we get into the latter part um with the social worker stuff at least for our department mm-hmm. um we have mobile crisis which is a great thing but mobile crisis yeah. sometimes 2 hours out so if you got somebody that's on medicine, off medicine, doesn't want to get back on medicine, they could easily go from being cooperative to now they're aggressing towards because I don't want to go back to the hospital. Some people would rather go to jail than go to the hospital. And mm-hmm. people would actually fight you over that. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like it, it happens. Like a lot of things aren't necessarily criminally related. So
0: <laughs> some people just want a bed and food, to be honest.
2: Yeah. And like, I mean, there, there's been times where people are like, I just want to go to jail. Like, you know, just go ahead and take me. I stole a chocolate bar just so I can go to jail. Like, there's nothing out here for me. So I'm, I'm I'm ready to go. And I mean, they go. Some people, you know, you have to It kind of comes back to communication. You have to learn how to, like, talk to them. So you could tell somebody, hey, um, I'm not going to take you to the hospital, but I'm going to take you to this clinic that's going to, you know, work with you more personally, besides just sending you here, putting you on some medicine and then, you know, kicking you back out because everybody on time doesn't want to always go to a hospital but they may want to go to a mental health clinic instead somebody that's willing to actually work with them and figure out you know hey what's causing this you know putting them on a different type of prescription or medication whatever it may be versus um you know just sending them all to the hospital because I mean that's like a temporary fix for maybe a few hours and they're right back out agreed the same thing with <laughs> suicidal people like it's the same procedure you can do an emergency protective custom custody order on them where you pretty much like force them to go to the hospital and after they are checked out a couple hours later i mean they can be right back out so if they're really intent on doing whatever act they're going to do they're going to do it after we've you know done everything we can um for like the second portion with it being like seem like people are being hunted down um, yeah. social media plays a lot into a lot of stuff i mean the job of social media is to get views to get likes to stimulate conversation and what's going to stimulate conversation and stuff right now is somebody getting killed. That's the sad truth behind it. Mm-hmm. Um oftentimes you'll see like a video. I mean, I've seen them too, like maybe like a 20-second video of you know, mm-hmm. somebody getting shot, somebody running away or something, but you don't see the five to seven minutes or whatever may have led up to that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and people purposely do that. I mean, there are probably videos of me sometimes out there in breaking up crowds or whatever, people yelling at me, and they have like that. 10 seconds of people yelling and whatever, saying whatever, but they don't have the other two minutes of me explaining exactly why I'm here, what's going on. Like, people don't want to hear that at that time. They just want to get their fame in. But,
0: uh, 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 oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I have a little pushback on that. I definitely understand where you're coming from as far as, yes, yeah, social media will give you three seconds of a 30 minute encounter, and now you're the bad guy. I, I definitely agree with that. But on the flip side of that, um, there have been studies done to show that black people are three times more likely to die <laughs> from police encounters than white people. So it's like we can't really numbers don't lie. Right. And so I do think that it is a deeper problem because you have people who are exhausted and underpaid paired with if they have some racial biases.
1: Yes. Old idea. A recipe,
0: but yeah. it's a, It's a recipe <laughs> for disaster.
1: Because usually when you're tired, though, like that's when your rude, like your true character comes out. Like you might be grumpy, but who you truly are when you are dog tired is really gonna come out. Like you might be irritated, you might be able to mask, like, "Hey, what's going on?" But after you get uh, tired enough, you'll get real blunt. <laughs> you're gonna really show who you are.
2: Yeah, I mean the numbers. The numbers are like the numbers are the numbers. I believe numbers. Numbers are legit. Like I mean you can't dispute numbers yeah um kind of really like I mean that's that's really how I feel about that like numbers are numbers like it is true I do think the numbers could be better in some ways with just Mm
1: -hmm.
2: communication because I mean there's been times where not like you know a a lethal force situation would have even been like anything close but it's like I'm telling somebody hey like you know you got your license registration insurance whatever and they're like man why are you asking for all that it's like you know like I'm, I'm I'm just like you know chill like just talking to you like how I am now and it's like, you know, they're escalating. I'm like, yo, like, chill out, man. Like, I'm not trying to dig deep. I'm not doing any of that. I just have to give you this warning. So that we can both go our way. But it's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, i making this worse. So, I mean, that's for me. Yeah. But kind of going back to like what you say, if you got somebody that's frustrated, tired, irritated, and mm-hmm. it could switch from, hey, life's reservation, Why are you asking me for that? Hey, man, I told you what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's an adult. An adult doesn't yeah. want to be told what to do. Like, no matter who you are. So- I'll be
0: honest, though. I get very anxious and on edge when I'm pulled over by a police officer. Literally. Like, my heart will race. And I feel like it's gotten progressively worse the more I see these stories on the news. Like, one time, I went to Tennessee to visit a friend in a very white part of Tennessee. And I was walking up the steps, and I went to the wrong house. As I'm coming down the steps, it was a cop on the sidewalk. When I tell you my heart went to my feet and, I, and it wasn't like I was doing anything wrong. It's just, again, what's being presented. And so it's like, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to, and I don't want to be dramatic, but literally, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this interaction. So I don't know if that's why people become agitated when they're pulled over. Cause they're like, ugh, I don't want to deal with you right now. I don't, I don't, I just want this to end like right here, right now. I don't know.
1: I mean,
2: oh, go ahead, Justin.
1: I said, I, everybody is different, right? You have some folks that'll go into a situation level-headed. You got some folks that'll get pulled over, knowing they did something wrong, or their personality is anytime something comes into their life, they go on the offensive. So off rip, they're going to react how they know how to react. So, like for instance, that example Fred said just moments ago, somebody comes up says, "You know, license and registration, please. What you pull me over for?" <laughs> I didn't do nothing wrong. Sir, license and registration, please. Man, get out my face. <laughs> all right. So now <laughs> this situation it can possibly go left at any moment now. So, you know, with that, it's just like you just you just don't know. That's basically all I got.
2: I mean, like, say, like, just kind of piggybacking off of that same situation. If you got an officer, like, say, if I'm just coming up there, just, you know, I plan on writing you this ticket and we going. But you're giving me that, you know, like, hey, man, why, why are you doing this? Why are you harassing me? It's like, what's going on? Like, I mean, that's starting to trigger, like, what's going on? Like, why do you not want to give me your license registration? Like, I pulled you over for a tail light being out or whatever. Like, you know, you didn't use a turn signal. You might just roll through a stop sign. It's like, you know, that's something minor. Like, what's going on? Like, you know, is it like, do you have a warrant? Because people with warrants are people that are registered on a certain list that they don't want people to know that they're registered under. They are hesitant to give you their license, and it's like, Hey man, like if if you don't want somebody that in your inf- that much in your information, like I get it. Like, I mean, that's your privacy. But it's like, you know, when you just be in a situation where people like hesitate to, you know, give up information like that, like I say, especially if it's just, hey, you know, you got your license registration insurance coming, in you at least for our department, you're required to explain the reason why you stop and state who you are and, you know, ask for license registration insurance. So, like, if you don't get nothing else, like that's the minimum. I'm, you know, just give them what they ask for. And nothing else like you know i'm just gonna leave it at that like you know they come back you know with other stuff like hey you know did you smoke recently or whatever nope like you mind if i search no nope. i do not give consent to search so right, like, you don't have that proper cause or anything you haven't done anything just say no
1: right and i will agree with that i just want everybody to understand that yes there are bad cops out there there are you know that is a real thing that's going on all cops are not bad of course but there are like precautions you can take if you do feel unsafe and you feel like you know, like Daisha mentioned moments ago, that your anxiety is getting better. I mean, not better, worse over time. There are people that put extra cameras cameras within their own personal vehicles. So if you want to refute or argue, you know, a claim that is made against you, you have something that is recording. Not saying it's gonna make you feel all the way, make your anxiety feel better, but it'll make you feel a little bit more comfortable with when you're trying to make a case, it's just like, listen, this is not what occurred, this, that, and the third, but at the same time, you gotta always remember to be level-headed. A lot of people have a hard time being level-headed and asking questions like, can you explain to me what I did? And that is not what I did. I do not agree with why I got, well, what you're saying that I did versus a bunch of yelling, because then nothing gets resolved, because nobody's listening when you yell. So, <laughs> oh,
0: go
2: ahead, go ahead. Just just real quick, but I, I will say like, you know, I agree with that. Like if you want to record, that is your right to record. As long as it's not interfering with, you know, whatever investigation going on. Like I say, like you don't have like the light on your camera, like, you know, right in the officer's face. So like you can't see what's going on around. Like you can record, like there's nothing wrong with recording. Like I say, I always tell people, tell your side of the story. Um, the biggest thing is like the way to actually have something, you know, done or changed isn't right there on the side of the street. Like you don't want to get into that arguing match on the side of the street. You know, file a complaint. Have like the organization look into it, or the yeah the organization, the department look into it. If nothing is done, keep filing it. If nothing still is done, you know, go a step above that. Go to you know SLED or a different play. Like start writing the mayor, different things. Like, you know, get it inside, like you know, the court system or somewhere that's documented outside, of just on the side of the street. Because on the side of the street is just
1: it's he just say she
2: say. Rules. Yeah. So I mean. <laughs> I say like if it's something like it sucks because like I say people want you know that justification right then and there but you know that satisfaction of like hey you know like I wasn't wrong like you know I was right I mean I've been in the court a couple of times where people were up there testifying for traffic stuff and it's like hey like the judge sided with them it was like hey if you didn't believe this then hey they stated this and say that I'm just going to dismiss the ticket no harm no foul it's like hey yeah you got pulled over that day you were written a ticket but you aren't having to pay the fine you went to court you told your piece you know, the judge agreed with who they agreed with, you leave it at that. Versus if you know, you got that ticket, now you want to start fighting, you get arrested for, you know, resisting arrest or whatever, something that would have been just like a paper violation. Now you go into jail, you haven't spent a, a night in jail, then you have, you know, pay whatever bond amount it may be, and then you still got to show up for court. So now you still pissed off from everything that happened. You show <laughs> up to court and you like, you know, ready to start hooting and hollering. And it's like the judge, like, hey, you know, like, you know, I'm just going to dismiss this. You already done did time sir. and It's like, you wouldn't even have to do that. And you're just like, you know, all right, cool. You know, what's the court date? What's the time? All right, boom. If you can't make it, just call them up, say, hey, you know, I can't make this court this time or date. You know, can I work out something, either a payment method or can I, you know, it's, it's ways to work it out. Like go through the courts, not on the side of the road.
0: I wanted to ask, how do you feel like the community receives you as an officer who happens to be black?
2: It can be hit or miss, to be honest. I mean, okay. sometimes people are happy, and sometimes people like you're the first person that they pick out to take out their frustration against. Like, I mean, that's that just comes with a part of it. Like, I can be talking with somebody one day, they happy, we cool, we chopping it up. The next day, they mfing me and everything, and like, you know, you the worst person. Like, you sell out this, this, and that. And it's like we was cool, literally, just yesterday. But now you're upset with me because I'm I'm standing here, you know, just kind of observing. You know, nobody's getting hurt. Nobody's, you know, getting beat up on or anything. It's like my just gonna stand right there, and it's like, what's going on? Like, I'm I'm literally here as a backup officer. Officer, officer pulled a traffic stop. I showed up, and it's like two people just kind of out doing. Bye. I'm like, hey yo, what's, what? I'm like, come over here. What's what's going on? Talk to me. Man, he pulled he he pulled a U-turn behind me. He he stopped me from running a stop sign, and it's like, okay, well, did you run it? Yeah, but he, he can't do no U-turn. And it's like. Did you
0: broke the law. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, man, but
2: he, he did a U-turn. He he was watching me. So it's like you you know he was watching you, you ran the stop sign, and then when he conducted a traffic stop on you, you got upset. It's like you know, like
0: so. Do you think that they assume like uh we see each other, you supposed to have my back sort <laughs> <laughs> <the> of deal? <laughs>
2: yeah, I, yeah, I mean, when it benefits them. or somebody that they know is like hey man you know like they want you to just side with them automatically and then you know like we can handle the rest later but that's not how that would work because i mean that would end up with me being fired and them just living their life to the best of their ability because i mean like i couldn't be like hey you know what (laughs) nah they can't go to jail because then you know that's going to come back on me and then you know when they go and do something else it'd be like hey man you got me and it's like that's that's just not how that works. Like if you do something like skin color or not, it's like right is right, wrong is wrong. You know, you if you do something wrong, you have to. You know, there are consequences behind your actions. But you know, you can't just play the race card every time just because you know you're a certain color. I mean, and it comes from you know opposite races too. I've had <laughs> them like, hey man, you know you get it, and it's like I get what, like I know yeah. what. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, like they're like, yeah, you know, they be like, hey, that brother there gets it, he gets it, and I'm like. Get what? Like, I'm literally just once again standing here, and you're like, "Hey man, no, all right, you know the Daps, and you know one hashtag." Hey man, I appreciate you, man. Like, it's like, come on now, like just, just no, I, do that.
0: I actually would think that it would be helpful to have cops reflect the community. So like, not necessarily that they need to live where they work, but just yeah, like having them reflect the community, so it doesn't feel like there's such a huge disconnect. Because I do, I've only worked with kids, Um, but when I used to teach, or when we were at Metanoia, there was one point where they started having um, police officers, I think from North Charleston, coming to like make all the food for the summer camp in the summer, just to try to bridge that gap so that they didn't feel like it's just these people who come and take away my family members, they're actually safe people people who I can go to who are here to protect and serve because some of them have a very narrow view of what it means to be a police officer so
2: I think you know being a part of the community definitely would help even if you know you don't always live there I mean there have been different officers of different races that you know get put in predominantly black neighborhoods and they fit in just fine because they know that hey like this isn't my home but this is their home you know Mm-hmm. how they interact and stuff is different from how i may interact but just because it's different doesn't mean that it's wrong so i mean like when somebody can get that like that makes it easier versus like man like this place is just different they doing all this is and that like that just like it doesn't make sense to me how can people live that way it's like it's it's going to be different but it doesn't mean that it's wrong um
0: cultural competence yeah. that's what that is
2: and I mean,
0: uh, yeah.
2: yeah go ahead um I know, like being in like the division that I'm in, like I'm in the community a lot more, and we do a lot of things like you said, like you know, preparing the meals and stuff, like interacting with kids, going to different events, neighborhood, like you know, gatherings and stuff. So we do a lot of that, and we get the opportunity to talk with people, and like they're forthcoming with a lot of stuff, and just like, hey, you know, man, it's good to see you here. It's a lot going on. I really appreciate you. Like they're you know coming from that honest background of like, hey, man, like things aren't what they used to be. They're getting mm-hmm. better in some places. They aren't in others, but you know having somebody like you can help you know bridge that gap even more which is good versus like i say like you show up in some community they're like okay you know can i get over on them or you know are they just gonna be like everybody else and i'm gonna just have to treat them like everybody else and it's like nah man like it's you know in the situation where like you did something wrong we gotta address it but if you're not doing anything wrong I mean, even if it could be like you you own public housing you're not supposed to be on public housing I'm not trying to lock you up for trespassing, but it's like, hey, if they put us over here and they're saying, like, hey, we don't need a bunch of people hanging out because we've had a couple of shootings, whatever it may be, like, you know, we, if people not staying there because everybody lives there, but nobody lives there, it's like, hey, look, man, I get it, y'all hanging out, but you can't just be sitting here like doing nothing. So, I mean, it's like, I get it, like, it's just having a a conversation with people. It's not trying to be a hard ass and be like, yo, like, y'all ain't about to be out here on these streets, man. Y'all making it, you know, rough on everybody, like, it's like, nah, like they've been here longer than me. They're going to be here longer than me. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, like this is where they sleep, you know? So this is their home. People aren't trying to always stir up stuff in their home. So it's like, I get it, but everybody doesn't get that. So it's just kind of going back to culture.
0: Uh, Justin, didn't you say something earlier about the training, like getting, uh, I don't know if you said psychological testing or what? You said yeah. something about that earlier. Yeah, getting psychiatrically
1: it. evaluated. Getting yeah. psychiatrically evaluated because it's a, it's, a very, it's very important due to the simple fact that you're gonna be dealing with people. And if your mental is not good, then you going to deal with people isn't going to be the greatest thing for everyone involved. Cool. So if you're dealing with all of these variables that are already going on within yourself that you're trying to fix or deal with, that's just not gonna be good. But what's happening is that it seems as if when you hear about, you know these bad cops that are getting broadcasted around the world for what they did there's a list of things that are shown that they've had incidents a mile long they haven't they've been evaluated and it's some some of them have been evaluated I will say not all of them some of them have been evaluated and it shows that they need help but like Fred stated earlier they don't always go get the help or are given time to get all the help that they need. They're right back out there, protect and serve because they don't have everybody or as many folks suited and booted as they needed. So unfortunately, some departments tend to look the other way when they should be dropping the hammer.
0: <laughs> when you uh, are in grad school to become a social worker or to become a psychologist, therapist, any of those, um, your professors will tell you, Hey, get a therapist. (laughs) Uh, because a, you cannot help people. If you can't help yourself that like, that's just point blank period. And then B you need to unpack and address any biases that you hold. Some of which you may not even know that you hold about other people, because you're going to be in the community. I feel like police officers need that same conversation and same standard that Justin is saying with the testing, I think that that should be a requirement for you guys to have some form of counseling or something um, because obviously there are a lot of people out there who want to become cops and not for the right reasons. And it may not be to serve the community. It may be to be on a power trip and, hey, I got a gun, pow, pow, like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those pow, people, pow. I was said, I was a, uh, <laughs> an undergrad, my... In undergrad, my minor was um, crime and law. So I had a lot of classes with aspiring police officers and detectives and whatnot. I went to CFC. CFC was 7% Black. You already know the other makeup of that campus. (laughs) So I would be in classes (laughs) with guys who were white, and they would say some pretty problematic things. And so back then, I used to think, wow, These are going to be the people with badges and guns in the next three to four years. And that's scary. So all of that to say, I think that that should be a requirement to go ahead and weed out the ones who don't need to be there. Because I do think it's needed, but we don't need those who are on a power trip and trigger happy. So, um, oh, go ahead.
2: I don't think that would be a bad thing. Like I say, I mean, a lot of mental health is offered if it's taken
1: That's right. You know, yes, I mean, it has to be a requirement just, because they're not taking it. <laughs> just for uh,
2: like getting hired, the uh, psychiatric test is, I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't pass, but I do know one person who didn't. I'm curious as to why they didn't, to be honest. I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. He, he was another black officer. I mean, he was hired by another department, but it was, I was just curious about it. I mean, he was former military, so I'm guessing maybe it might it's have been going seen. down. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> PTSD, maybe. I mean, that's what I'm guessing. Like, I never really asked him anything in depth because I was like, how did that happen?
1: But <laughs> yeah, I mean, this questions that would never be answered.
2: <laughs> I will say a lot of the psychiatry therapy stuff <laughs> is coming out a lot more. And I mean, like, just from law enforcement in general, if you tell an officer, hey, you need to go get help, that's going to come over bad so i mean it takes a mature officer to be like hey you know what you're right i i need to talk to somebody i mean you can't keep all the different things that you see in to yourself and not talk yeah. to somebody about it like you exactly. know bad, or ugly just just have somebody to talk to that can third party that's neutral that can be like you know what? hey we might need to dig a little bit deeper into this i mean there's nothing wrong with that
0: self-care is important that's a part of self-care i can't imagine the amount of tension y'all holding your bodies Y'all have to be on high alert
1: <laughs> often. All the time. Depending on what area you in, oh, it's real.
0: Yeah, so I just, listen, there's a lot happening, I feel like, mentally for y'all and physically, and the help is there, but it needs. To, I feel like it needs to be a requirement, like Justin said. One thing I didn't want to forget to ask you was, with the influx of the police brutality conversation and the stories that we see, and then we have the Black Lives Matter movement, Do you feel like BLM has been helpful or harmful to your role as a police officer?
2: Honestly, I I lean more towards harmful, but it's kind of still neutral, to be honest. Like, I don't really think like it is, I wouldn't say it's been like a big benefit of like, hey, you know, this is, you know, this group has definitely like, you know, helped you know, empower me in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, like, maybe more harmful just because back when you know, the George Floyd situation happened, there was a lot of writing and stuff. And like I say, you me being black, it's going to be like, hey, you, you should feel ashamed. Why well, are you not over here with us instead of, you know, doing what you're doing? You're supporting this act. And it's like, that's not true. I'm not supporting what happened. Like, I think that was wrong. I do not agree with that at all. But it's like, there are businesses that have been vandalized, people that have been hurt. And different things. is like, I'm here to make sure that they are safe. That is why I'm here, not because you, you know, are out here, you know, protesting, voicing your opinions. Like you have the right to do that. I have no problem with that. Whatever you want to protest, do whatever, cool. It's just a matter of how you do it because if you go about it the wrong way, then it becomes a problem. And then that's when law enforcement has to come in, step in, you know, and try to keep the peace. But overall, I'd say, I mean, it's, it's more neutral. I mean, people, people are, just people like you know they see different don't, don't worry about
1: it Fred I'll answer it for you it's been extremely harmful <laughs> it has been extremely harmful to black cops everywhere <laughs> in America and let me tell you why it has been extremely harmful this is the thing you have black lives matters you have cer- certain folks that you wouldn't see in your your personal community every day telling you about the steps you need to take which is insane to me because everybody's community is different The way I look at it is this. Yes, you can say Black Lives Matter, scream this, that, and the third, tell people to do this, but people have donated all the funds to Black Lives Matter. I believe Black Black Lives Matter initially was good. It was being proactive. And then it turned into a whole commercialization of like everything, everywhere. And people were donating, but nobody was seeing any of those funds going into the communities that needed it. Or when stuff was happening, Black Lives Matter was collecting but they wasn't putting out. And it's like, it's interesting to me because it's just like, if you're gonna do all of this, then you have to get into the community. That's why I feel as if though it was doing more harm than good, because ultimately this is just me personally. I feel like everyone has their, it should be everyone's obligation to try to get out into their own personal community and try to make that difference. And it doesn't even take a lot to be completely honest with you. You can do something as simple as, you know, creating a uh, some type of after school act program or not program but just ha- mentoring kids let's put it this way the simplest of simplest of the simple you can mentor kids to get them to look at different things to explore different things just so they don't go down the wrong path ultimately yes you you can't stop the environment that they're in because yes env- you know circumstances is extremely you know is what molds a person But there's different things you can do within your own personal community to create change and all the stuff that we see going on. And that's why I personally just believe Black Lives Matter did more harm than good. It was doing good initially, but then it just fell off.
0: So we're blaming the entire movement for the actions of a few?
1: For the few? No. That's what you just just... (laughs) said? You said... No, 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 no. When it became commercialized, what I mean, when it became an entity where... All it was doing was collecting money and it wasn't putting nothing out into the community, even past them. Right now, you don't hear about them donating into a bunch of these communities where a lot of stuff was done is what I'm getting at. Hmm. So it's like if you're collecting all this money, you're telling people to donate, donate, donate. It's like, why would I donate to this where I can just put it back into my community somewhere to help benefit my community? That's all I was saying as far as, like, June, my I, I just, good. I just was asking and my thing is this. <laughs> and my thing is this. Oh, no, 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 you good. My thing is this. Also, like, if you have issues, you need to go to your your local town hall meeting. You don't be, need to be listening to Black Lives Matter on Twitter and Facebook. You need to carry your behind down to the town hall meeting where they're approving these roads, stealing people's land, all this stuff going on. But you blaming the cops. Because Black Lives Matter told you.
0: I think that some people don't feel (laughs) empowered (laughs) enough to go to their town hall meetings and speak up, to be honest with you, because people have spoken up about gun reform for over a decade since Sandy Hook and we just had what 18, 19 babies die. So I'm just saying I think that there are some people who go down and do that, but then when you're constantly fighting and screaming and crying and marching and you don't feel like anything is moving forward you either get discouraged or you just feel like well damn y'all don't give a damn y'all really don't care i'm just saying
1: people have been conditioned people have been conditioned to think a specific type of way it's unfortunate because like you said everyone doesn't feel empowered but the only way you can become empowered is that you have to want to become empowered like somebody else could potentially empower you But the kind of empowerment that people are getting nowadays, like Fred mentioned it earlier, people are seeing these three-second snippets or possibly a 30-second snippet of something online, and that empowers them for maybe a week, roughly. (laughs) Because then after that, it's just like people are starting to become numb to it.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) I know we've discussed a lot of hard (laughs) things tonight. One thing I wanted to ask, though, was what are the pros of your job? I'm sure you didn't go into it thinking like, man, it's about to be about to be a train wreck here.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's really kind of on a personal thing, to be honest. Like at first, man, when, when I wanted to join, I said like coming out of college, it's like I need a job. I needed something with benefits, something that um, gave me a retirement, um, something that wasn't really, you know, looked at as just a job. You know, mm-hmm. there was like, you know, some can't think of the word but like um respectability I guess respectability of like you know like hey oh you're in law enforcement like that's not an easy job like not everybody Mm -hmm. wants to get into law enforcement it's like you know hey like you know hats off to you for doing that I couldn't do it but like hey you know you're doing it oh man you're still doing it You, you know you're doing good like how is it going for you you know that was all cool I mean I didn't really know much I mean I grew up in the country like you know being around like guns and stuff like that was you know that was cool to me. So, I mean, having a bulletproof vest and having a gun, I was like, oh, man, that's kind of cool. Like, granted, I mean, the vest isn't really that cool as I thought it would be, honestly. Pow, pow. Like, it's probably it, hot. It <laughs> is very hot. Like, and it's... And heavy, too. Like, I heard
1: y'all's uh, gear and equipment can get extremely heavy, depending on...
2: So, normal duty belt and stuff is, like, extra 30, 40 pounds, maybe. Mm. I mean, it's, it's extra weight that some stuff is handy other stuff is just kind of there and it's like why is this here um i mean like is my kids you know they they respect it it's like you know i want to grow up i want to be in police and i'm like yeah you know just keep that as a thought you know if that's what you really want to do then that's fine i'm all for it but you know just yeah. keep your options definitely open because you can do a lot of stuff But i mean granted i'm kind of got my hand in some of everything so i mean educationally wise like they good they don't have to worry about going to school i'm taking care of that for them um career-wise it's like hey man, if you want to go be a business owner go be a business owner you know do your own thing um but like I said like just law enforcement itself, I really when I first got into I wanted to be a federal agent so that's kind of what got me on the local level and just wanted to build up the resume get the education get everything going and then you know just kind of climb from there but I mean once you get in that certain point you're like you know it's kind of like a a rat race like you keep going you keep going you keep going and it's never really like you don't ever really get to that payoff of like hey, man, I finally made it. Unless you, like, you know, want to become a lieutenant, you want to become a police chief or something, then it's, like, just kind of comes back to that whole status thing Like, hey, I was the police chief. I mean, to me, that don't really matter. Like, that's just, you know, a status thing. Like, I'd rather have a
0: different. Yeah. I think with any field, the higher you move up, the less involved you are. Like, the less on the ground work you're doing. So, no shade. (laughs) Delegate, delegate, delegate. All right.
1: Show me the money.
0: We enjoyed having you. I hope someone learned something from this. Join us every Friday at noon. I have been Daeshadeer.
1: It's been Jay Stane. And always remember to like, comment, yeah. and
0: subscribe.